Hello, and welcome to another edition of Artists on Artists. It's the Glass Tire podcast where we have one-on-one conversations with artists and art professionals across the state. I'm your host, Christopher Blay, news editor at glasstire.com. My guest this week is Dr. Fahamu Piku, an interdisciplinary artist and scholar whose work combines observations of hip-hop, fine art, and popular culture. Piku's performance art and academic work addresses concerns around contemporary representations of Black masculinity and how these images impact both the reading and performance of Black masculinity. I spoke with Piku at Trapidamia 3, The Seven African Powers, his most recent exhibition at the Conduit Gallery in Dallas. say something into the mic something into the mic boom (laughs) (laughs) i feel it i feel it okay all right uh fahamu paku uh welcome to uh glass tire we are really um happy for the opportunity to to sit down and chat with you about your work in general um and aspects of this show in particular we're talking right now from the uh conduit gallery in dallas thank you very much thank you thank you Uh, happy to be here yeah, yeah. Um, what can you tell me in general uh, about your work? How would you describe your work? For over 20 years, I've, I've engaged with representations of black male identity as a way of challenging the stereotypes um, that are commonly associated with black men. Um, and over time, that, uh, that, that exploration has, has expanded to really consider uh, more and more ideas of blackness that are not tied to anti-blackness or, or white people's perceptions of what blackness is. But how do we begin to articulate expressions and articulations of our blackness that, that affirms us? Yeah. yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about this work and in general, how does it uh, diverge or um, like connect with the rest of the things that you've done so far? Sure. Um, so you know, as as I mentioned before, you know, I've, I've I've maybe for the last I would say about six to seven years, uh, I've I've begun doing a lot more exploration of what I'm calling African cultural retentions and contemporary black expression. Um, Really trying to both understand as well as uh, identify um, the ways that uh, the the cultural legacy of of our ancestral um, um, uh, being continues to manifest in us despite our disconnect from the land. That uh, despite attempts to you know, strip the language from us and strip the culture from us and sp- strip the uh, religious religion from us, whatever it may be, well, everything that they try to take, they, they could not take that which was in our actual DNA. Um, and it continues to play out in all of these really unique and fascinating ways. Like, you know, for example, um, in my um, uh, research, you know, learning how the different uh, 
uh, rhythms of uh, various drums that we might understand through the lens of like salsa music or jazz or like hip hop can be directly traced back to you know indigenous communities on the African continent, right? You know, and just you know, really being able to identify those kinds of uh, uh, markets has been a, a, a thing of great interest uh, to me. Yeah, and um, I want to uh, following up on that. I want to talk about how you um, sort of recognize these aspects of um, origins, um, even as you uh, sort of combine that uh, original history and tradition with the ones that have evolved seemingly disconnected from uh, African uh, roots, but uh, are, in my view, very present in uh, hip hop culture, in especially like hip hop dance. I mean, it's like popping and locking looks, may look like this like, you know, thing that fell out of the sky. But if you look at traditional dances, man, I mean, I, I'm from Liberia, West Africa. And so a lot of that uh, conversation you're bringing up about how uh, that culture uh, is being stripped or has been stripped through uh, colonialization or through westernization or through um, uh, n Western uh, religious traditions, uh, it still finds a way to come out. And uh, I, so yeah, talk a little bit about how, how you've uh, played with that connection to African roots and uh, meandering it through hip hop. Yeah, so uh, well this, this particular show um, uh, refers to the seven African powers, which um, is a construct of uh, the seven primary Orisha in the Ifa pantheon. Okay, um, and that is of Nigerian origin, am I correct? Or the yes, Nigerian uh, region? Okay. Exactly, yeah. Um, and you know, to be, uh, you know, and in fact, the more I um, dive into um, Ifa uh, cosmology or Yoruba cosmology, the more I, I realize that it, it's, it's it was spread much, much broader than the Nigerian region. I mean, it's, you know, Cameroon, Ghana, yeah. the Congo, like it's, you know, it's all interconnected. Um, but uh, this, this particular show is called Trapidemia 3. Uh, and Trapidemia is a concept that I've been developing uh, for the last uh, few years that looks at what we call trap culture or trap uh, right. aesthetics um, as a technology more than an aesthetic, right? So we typically think of trap as like something negative that has to do with like drugs and violence and gangsterism and stuff like that. But trap is actually a technology. It's, it's, this is what happens when you deny people access to the full breadth of resources that should be exactly. available to them. They invent and create new ways of being, new economies for surviving, right? And so uh, when I talk about trapidemia, what I'm talking about is that ingenuity in, that, in those creative spaces. Um, and in this iteration of trapidemia, I'm specifically acknowledging the presence of African spiritual mm. um, uh, energies that continue to populate and animate, you know, the performances and expressions yeah. of blackness. Um, and so in each of the paintings, you know, you, you might 
see the clothing as being more associated with like urban hip hop right. trap culture, right? But the the idea is that even in these bodies, you can find yeah. the Orishas. Yeah, I mean, I'm particularly drawn to just the the postures and the gestures that uh, your figures uh, manifest in these paintings because they are, um, yeah, it, I mean, I see hip hop in it uh, because partially of the dress, but also uh, see the um, sort of the, the majesty. Mm -hmm. But I feel like to some degree, a lot of black artists um, use that as <laughs> the material for mm -hmm. the technology because if you have everything in front of you uh if you have unlimited resources then you're you're simply like uh you know like you're programming something yeah. but if you if that comes if your creativity and ingenuity is expressed through uh, you know the crucible of a uh, uh, pandemic for mm -hmm. instance or you know growing up in America as a black person, you find you find your way with the materials that you have. And yeah, so right. I, I see these characters, or not characters, but uh, these figures in your paintings um, embodying that kind of uh, representation through um, tapping into that, that trap technology. Yeah, you know, they say uh, necessity is the mother of invention, you know? Um, I've uh, this semester I've been co-teaching a, a course on epigenetics uh, at Emory University, and uh, so epigenetics is the uh, it's a relatively new um, uh, uh, scientific uh, study, uh, biological study that looks at what uh, what actually communicates to our DNA how to perform. Right. Okay. Um, so epigenetics literally means above genetics. Right. So mm. these uh, within epigenetics, the you know, you have your uh, DNA, but then you have markers on top of that DNA that say to that particular cell, you are a cheek cell, you are an eye cell so that when those cells duplicate themselves, they know what to be. Right. Right. Um, but more recently, it's been discovered that. Uh, it's not just uh, physiology that informs um, epigenetics, but also experiences uh, mm. informed epigenetics, right? So, you know, they've been able to determine that, you know, if you live through a particular type of trauma, right, yeah. that alters your DNA, and then ultimately your children and grandchildren will be born with certain, you know, markers or cues within their DNA that have set them up to survive against, you know, whatever trauma you experience. Um, and so this is actually uh, uh, called uh, a salient experience, mm. right? And uh, one of the things that's been really fascinating for me as, I, as I've learned more about epigenetics is the fact that uh, a salient experience is typically something that is traumatic, that triggers the evolutionary process, right? And so mm. ultimately trauma becomes generative in that way. Um, and so when we think about the black experience and we think about all of the oppressions and traumas that black people have endured exactly. right, to then see the ways that we have evolved and created and shaped and altered the course of human history, um, <laughs> right. you know, not just from the, the state of, of, of um, entertainment or anything like that, but, but, but just in life itself, all of the things that like 
black people continue to do as a result of our trauma right. transforms the way the rest of the world, you know, ultimately conforms and, and behaves, right? And so this has been really fascinating to me uh, to understand as well, which is also sort of articulated in this idea of trapodemia. Yeah, uh, and that is such a, a profound discovery and realization um, that the what we're doing is informed by how we've been prepared to experience um, life, like down to the, you know, the makeup of our beings, and uh, which should offer a a different perspective to people about, um, you know, how we traditionally categorize uh, trap as uh, this sort of pejorative, um, isolating terminology that removes it from how empowering it is. And I think, <laughs> I think people just need to listen to more hip hop. But that's, <laughs> you know, that, that's just me. People need to listen <laughs> right. to more hip hop, it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's all there. It's like, you know, we can stretch out that DNA. Almost oh, certainly I think um, you know, the that that through line is is evident in the work. Um each body of work that I do is conversant with the one that came before it. And so in in this, in in many ways, uh I think my practice has been a practice of evolution as well. Um, you know, again, really trying to get to a place I, you know my, my work has always been about questioning you know black identity you know in in the beginning it was you know about challenging perceptions of black identity from the outside i think now it's more of an internal um sort of uh uh, uh expose right um and 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 really trying to understand not just uh you know something like where we come from but really that 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 question about who are we and 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 right. can we be okay with who we are um as opposed to trying to constantly fit yourself into a, you know a, a mold that other people feel comfortable with right um it's about being able to see yourself and so you know yeah. I, I, I say that the work especially in this exhibition these are these are mirrors these are affirmations like i i, I want you know, people to, you know, especially black people to look at these paintings and see themselves, um, you know, uh, not, not like uh, to your point, not see a lack, but actually see themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is a, it's a strong um, sort of reminder, indication, uh, manifestation of presence. And um, I think I mean, it's unfortunate that uh, <laughs> the world is experiencing the pandemic that it is because uh, what is happening now out of necess necessity is bringing uh, this experience uh, online when I think that um, to really appreciate that mirror experience, you really have to engage with the scale of these works uh, the vibrance that uh, a digital screen can't give you. Um, but having said that, um, and living as an artist in this time, um, how are you engaging with that uh, digital space? 
and do you see it as an opportunity or as a you know are you waiting it out <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a little bit yeah. of both uh i mean i certainly see see it as an opportunity uh you know one of, one of the uh, things that I'm, I'm, I actually uh, <laughs> kind of pride myself on is that I, I've always engaged in digital space, um, uh, actually very much practicing a sort of um, uh, social media campaign even before <laughs> there was a such thing as right. social media. Um, and so, I've, you know, I've always found the digital space to be a, a, a rich sort of um, uh, democratic platform oh, anybody has yeah. access to. Um, and, you know, uh, given the world that we live and work in, in terms of being um, visual artists, there still exists uh, a lot of stigma and barrier um, yeah. for black communities when it comes to the fine arts, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and so the digital space has been a great sort of bridge, um, you know, that allows for me to say, hey, this is going on and you are here. Like, you know, yeah, you can see yeah. it online, but you can also walk across over here and you know and, and come in and get it for real um yeah. but i'm also waiting it out uh <laughs> yeah. because you know there's to your point there's, there's there's nothing like engaging uh an art object in person you know um again these works are um uh, conversant with you know ifa cosmology and if you know anything about ifa then you are familiar with the concept of ashe um, Ashe is this is the energy, is the life-giving force. It is the the thing mm -hmm. that 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 binds us um, all together, and you don't get the Ashe, you know, uh, unless you actually like get to see these in, in, in person, you know, um, and that's really important for me, you know, is is that you get that Ashe. There is definitely something missing there that cannot be fully. Uh, captured unless you're like mm -hmm. in the space and and doing the thing so yeah um man what do you want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> is there anything going on in uh, in your world that uh, that you're just you know like contemplating uh thinking about dealing with feeling you know i want to get a good sense you know y yeah for sure um you know the um uh Concepts and, and, and philosophies of, of Ifa cosmology like uh, greatly inform my work in a number yeah. of ways. Um, and so one of the projects I'm really um, excited about activating um, is a piece that I'm currently working on now. It's called the 2020 Egungun. Mm. Um, and so Egungun is the uh, tradition of... Um, uh, masquerade that uh, acknowledges the ancestors, okay. right? So Egungun masks uh, give shape and form uh, to spirits that we could not normally see with our eyes. Uh, and within um, Ifa, as well as many other indigenous cultures, you, you, you'll you know that uh, rituals around uh, grief and, and, and grieving are paramount. Yeah. They, uh, allow us to stay connected to our ancestors, but they also reaffirm our physical presence. Um, and because 2020 has been such a <laughs> clusterfuck, <laughs> you to know, put it mildly, <laughs> right? People haven't been able to properly, you know, express, you know, themselves and, and grieve in any kind of way. And so I created an actual egun that, you know, that that does that work. Yeah. That helps to cleanse and helps to uh, elevate. Uh, elevate us um, and so 
there'll be an iteration of this uh, project that will be um, activated in digital projections in uh, New Orleans and Oakland okay. and uh, possibly Atlanta, um, but okay. also you're you're in Atlanta right now, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm based in Atlanta, um, and uh, I'll I, you know I'll I'll be doing activations uh, um, with 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 this project wherever I can um, because I think it's essential and, and, and necessary. Um, but um. What else am I working on? I'm also working on a uh, a video installation called Space Between, mm. um, which counters the pervasive narrative that uh, black men only have animus towards one another. Um, and so in this project, uh, it, uh, when it's installed, there'll be these uh, 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 five foot tall mirrored panels um, that when you approach it, uh, it triggers a video and the video uh, will play portraits of black men saying, I see you, yeah. I am you, I love you. And yeah. That's it. I mean, there it is, man. Yeah. That, that, that it evokes a powerful space for self-affirmation. And I think it, yeah, it is very vital in this moment. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll be looking forward to that. Well, Fahamu, man, um, we're in the middle of your show, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, it, it, it's been really great uh, getting to chat with you about your work and um, I'm gonna keep in touch man uh, see what see what's going on thank you thank you appreciate it all right